Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we are asking you today to check your gut. Uh, We have actually uh, made some switches this week. So uh, normally we would have her on tomorrow, but we have her on today. And it's Tara calling with the Diet Diva. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, always a pleasure and and always enlightening. Thank you so much. Um, busy day for you. Um, back to school. Are you dealing with that? Absolutely. Yeah, my kids actually went back yesterday. So uh-huh. uh, when they got home, you know, it was the how it was the first day, and all I got was good, boring. <laughs> <laughs> They're teenagers though, so you know the usual. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> teenagers. What what ages are we talking? Uh, they're going into well, they are in eighth and tenth grade, so almost fourteen uh-huh. and sixteen. Mid middle to high. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, well, um, congratulations for making it through the first day. I guess relatively uneventful. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. there's some people that that they're sending theirs back today. So. Um, Talk to me a little bit about, do you have concerns about school lunch programs in Central Florida and in America? You know, um, I just found out yesterday that they're giving out the free lunches again in pretty much all of the counties that are in, you know, the kind of the Central Florida area. So Orange County, Seminole County, I believe Volusia and, and all the rest. Um, which is great. You know, I mean, free is free. So right. <laughs> that's wonderful. But, you know, the other thing is that, you know, we, we all like to kind of complain about, well, all institutional food, you know, anywhere I work, um, it's always food is always the complaint, whether it's at a professional sports organization, whether it's at a coll- collegiate that? level, whether it's, you know, everybody, you can't please everybody. Everybody has different, yeah. you know, different Food Because we do that, that with the hospital food, too. I mean, yeah, oh, pretty exactly. much it's institutionalized. It's, you know, ugh. You know, and so yeah. why is that? Is it that they're getting it wrong or we're getting it wrong in terms of what well, we're preparing think, and how know, we're preparing yeah. it? Yeah, nothing beats, you know, obviously if we have a, a palate for restaurant food, um, or, you know, even that favorite home-cooked food, or just the freshness. You know, it's hard to make institutional food for large amounts of people taste good. 
Um, I mean, caterers do it well, but, you know, they're also using very high quality ingredients and it costs a lot more and, you know, all of that. And so there's a lot that goes into it. But when we are talking about the nutritional value of the, um, you know, of the meals, it really, you know, again, we like to complain, but there are some really amazing things going on with school lunches. Um, And, you know, all of them are going to meet or exceed the USDA nutrition standards um, for fat, sugar, salt, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I know that, you know, there is a lot of 100% whole grain bread, cereal, rice, pasta, you know, all of that. I know here in Orange County, 35% of the produce comes from Florida. So that's kind of fun that we can, you know, think about supporting some of our our local farmers. Um, All of the food is um, student tested, student taste tested, and it has to receive an 80% or above in order to move on to the menu. So it's not like, you know, it's a bunch of adults just saying, we're going to put this on the menu and hope that they like it. But they have had student food testers for years and years and years. And again, it has to get an 80%. Um, So stamp of approval from the kids in order to make it to the menu. So, you know, from a nutritional perspective, from a taste perspective, you know, they're doing their best. They're doing their best. And, you know, again, is it going to be perfect? No. Are there going to be complaints? Yes. And, you know, if you don't want the free school lunch, then pack it. (laughs) Pack it for your kids. And uh, if you, you know, if you could think you could do better nutritionally or taste-wise, then yes, absolutely. You know, packing packing the lunch is uh, is a is a great option. Yeah, I was just, you know, because I was thinking about. I, I had an actual conversation recently with someone I go to the gym with that works in one of the cafeterias, um, and uh, they were mentioning that, you know, they have the breakfast program now and all that kind of stuff. But they were talking about the stuff being, the the kids throwing the stuff away. And I guess part of my concern is, well, if they're, you know, you're trying to do the best for your children, but if they're throwing it away, then they're still suffering nutritionally. Uh, And so I'm, you know, while I appreciate the free free lunch program and everything like that, I'm I'm personally wondering, and I, I don't know how, you know, the work is, and I, I don't have a, a child in the system, uh, is, should there be some sort of penalty, you know, you catch the kids throwing the stuff away, and should you go back to the parents and say, hey, you know, we can't keep feeding your child or tr- attempting to feed your child if, you know, they're throwing the stuff away. We may have to, you know, cut them out of the program or reduce what they're allowed to participate in 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 with regards to the program is is that what are your thoughts with that yeah I I mean I think that's going to be a little difficult as well I I see where you're going with that but it's it's really difficult when it when it comes to that I mean one of the things that they do monitor is what the kids are choosing so they have to take on their tray um, or plate or whatever uh, at least one fruit and or vegetable and, mm-hmm. um, and of course, those are always offered at every, you know, breakfast and lunch and, and all of that. Now, whether they eat it, <laughs> to your point, is a, is a yeah. totally different, you know, different question. And I think it's hard enough for them to police it actually getting on the trade, let alone, 
you know, getting into their body. Um, so yeah. I think that needs to come from parents and say, you know, hey, I know that you're taking, you know, the broccoli at lunch, but it needs to go into your body. It's not doing any good if it stays in the tray or goes into the garbage. Um, right. and, and that starts at home, too. You know, if they're not fed broccoli, if they, you know, if they turn 18 and go, oh, my gosh, broccoli, where have you been all my life? Um, they're not going <laughs> to, you know, be eating it. And so they have to be exposed to it at home. They have to be encouraged at home that, you know, this is what I expect you to do when you are getting your, your school lunch or breakfast. And, you know, so, yeah, I don't think it is the responsibility of the teachers or the, the staff at, you know, at lunchtime to make sure that every kid is eating every, you know, spear of broccoli. That's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see where you're going with this. There's definitely a lot of food waste associated with, again, all institutional food, but even at home. You know, that's our biggest food cost. Is yeah. Food. When it gets thrown away, it's, you know, it's 100% food, food you know, waste. It's, it's, uh, it's money <laughs> going down the drain. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and you're saying, too, about, you know, the parents needing to take responsibility, which I totally agree with in terms of trying to get the child, you know, to, to have a more balanced diet, something that's more beneficial but, you know, after a while, it seems to me that a lot, a lot of parents cave and they just say, okay, fine, you know, just to, you know, keep you from, you know, wasting my money, keep you from, you know, throwing the stuff away, keep you from, you know, whining or, or whatever the case may be. And then they, they throw the, the, the heavily carved, uh, heavily processed food at them to, to – to satisfy them and, and you know it's, it's kind of it's kind of sad because then then what happens with that is that if the child's uh, nutrition is, is suffering then that taxes the healthcare system at some point right you know so right yeah there's definitely a direct link between nutrition and health and even at a young age i mean we're seeing obviously childhood obesity but with childhood obesity comes diabetes and heart disease and um you know stroke and i mean we're seeing this in younger and younger kids and lack of physical activity and so yeah it definitely is all related and it's going to put a burden on the healthcare system for sure but even those that are physically active, we're seeing issues with. I mean, look at the athletes that we have that have been having. Um, wasn't it? Um, we had. Uh, I know we had the the heart issue with uh, the Buffalo Bills, but recently was it was it LeBron James' son? LeBron James' son, yeah, recently? had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so they're physically active, but there's something missing. Possibly missing. You can't. I can't say for sure. But there's got to be something missing nutritionally that that is, you know, the 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 causing the person to be out out of balance. Now, some things may be genetic, and we don't know what whatever battery of tests that were run, you know, or or what game plan that that was chosen for that particular person uh, revealed. Um, but you you kind of have to wonder is okay if if the person is physically active but they're still having this massive heart heart attack at an early age what is what is missing what is imbalanced here 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you know, compared to all of the, you know, millions of, of kids that are physically active, you know, we hear about these and professional athletes, you know, obviously they make headlines when, when someone goes down on the field or the court or whatever, especially a, a celebrity. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, but the majority of people are going to be super healthy who are exercising, but I agree that, you know, who knows what's going into our lifestyle our sleep habits, our food that is mm-hmm. contributing to, you know, these, uh, these cardiac events. So um, back to the back to school real quick, and then we're going to take a break because we want to get into some other stuff. But uh, so you have concerns, I mean, in terms of what your children are facing in school in terms of, of nutrition, do you have concerns or do you have like, knowledge that already that, okay, they're going to eat this and they're not going to eat that, or, or are they taking what you've taught and, you know, taking it with them to school? Well, you know, they're teenagers. <laughs> can we yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay. I do the best I can. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, I do the best I can, but, um, yeah. you know, they're ultimately, especially in those, those later, you know, the teenage years, they are making their own decisions, which we want to equip them to make their own decisions, but then they also have to right. suffer the consequences. So, you know, if they run out of energy, if they're falling asleep, if they're, you know, getting mm-hmm. indigestion, if they're not feeling well, if their practice is bad that afternoon because they didn't eat, you know, right at lunch. Like, you know, those are the kinds of things that I try to connect it to, you know, in, okay, the, in the older ages because, mm-hmm. you know, you got you to gotta start it because that's what we have to do as adults. You know, we have to, you know, know what the consequences are going to be of our actions. And so, you know, I want to empower them to make those own, their own choices and learn from, you know, if yeah. I just eat, you know, chips and gummy bears for lunch, what's going to happen? <laughs> you, know? you know, and it's good. You, you and this is great for your kids. You are so equipped to be able to, to help make that connection. And that's one of the things that we, we really, I think, have to help our parents do is say, okay, you know, um, when you, when your child starts to exhibit this type of behavior, you know, take a look at, you know, it, it's not necessarily that they're a bad kid, you know. It just may right. be something going on internally, and, and you have to kind of try to connect the dots, you know, maybe keep a diet journal, I guess, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and there are apps that are great for that, like uh, um, MyFitnessPal. You know, and, mm-hmm. and others. So, I mean, if you're going to be on your phones, you know, if you, you know, if you're going to download apps, you know, my, why not include one of those? You know, or help help the child understand, you know, including one of those, you know, and, or and one of the good things that I think that on some of those apps is like you can have buddies. So if there's a little bit of competition involved in terms of, well. Person A drink drank that much water, and person B drank more, or whatever like that. And and sometimes there's what like little badges and stuff like that. I know on certain apps, you know, I think that's a way of making it a little bit more interesting, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, well, and, you know, when we move on to college age, we know that, you know, that, that freshman 15 that everybody um, is, is trying to avoid. And if you're learning in high school, 
you know, about the consequences. I mean, I think one of the things that happens is when they get to college, they have all this freedom. And yep. in today's college environment, it's like unlimited food all the time, anywhere, you know, at, uh, at the dorms and at the food service places. And a lot of it is fast food that's served there. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of choices. And so the kids end up, you know, gaining weight because now they have all this freedom to choose whatever they want. And so I think, you know, it's almost good to have them learn some of those consequences still in high school um, yeah. to say, you know, when you've got all that freedom later on, let's not go crazy, <laughs> go hog wild uh, when it comes to that. That's true, because I sure did. But I was I was 95 pounds when I went to college. I was oh, my very, God. Very thin. <laughs> I was very thin. But, I mean, I didn't have any problem eating, so no one really worried that much. But I started to notice it a little bit, especially, like, the first semester I was on the school lunch program, and they had – it was like, how many different ways can you make greasy potatoes and stuff? And I kind of got off of it and started doing my own thing. But I did have yeah. a, a bad habit. Uh, we had a an ice cream, well, I guess like an ice cream parlor or whatever, a little uh, on campus, a little area where they had a jukebox. And they had, uh-huh. and, I, and my daily thing was a Rocky Road milkshake and some fries, you know. <laughs> Maybe some M and M's later. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I was bad, but then yeah, I did start to notice. You know, like I crept up. You know, that five pounds at the end of the semester, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, let's back off of this. You know, it was like well, five are, pounds know, you know, on a ninety-five pound frame yeah. is a lot. You know, that's <laughs> like fifteen pounds for someone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, so, but the thing about and then people were like, well, you know, you don't really have to worry about it because, you know, you're skinny and, you know, you you need to eat, um, you know, so, but it was like, nah, I'm I'm not trying to do that, so, it, you know, but, yeah. yeah, you do you do have to kind of prepare, you know, college is a whole different animal you have to prepare students for, you know, because they are, you know, that, that transition from someone hovering to you out there ha- having to, make, you know, make the choices without, you know, people looking over your shoulder or chastising you or whatever, and you have to be able to make the responsible decision. So Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, we are going to take a quick break, and when Tara and I come back, we are going to talk a little bit about checking your gut. So if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. 
Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today here with the Diet Diva, Tara Collingwood. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. So it is time to check your gut. And what we mean is, you know, the things that you're putting into your mouth that are traveling down into your stomach and stuff like that, um, Are you, how careful are you being with that? Um, and before we go, and I mean, before we go to that, and I'm not going to give you the whole thing just yet because I need to pull up the information. I know my husband called me this morning. It's like, because you know that I, I just bought some kiwi. I hadn't bought it in a while. But there is a recall on some kiwi, so I'm going to post that on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. And I uh, just wanted to make you aware, um, I, you know, he he saw it this morning and then got to work and let me know. And I'm like, well, thanks. I'm glad I did not choose to have that kiwi this morning <laughs> in that in that interim time i said thank you for for you know it's like well you know I, I you know he's he's good about that though you know he thinks of stuff and he'll call so you know he he was trying to get to work well, so i can't i can't get mad for him for being on top of the kiwi recall my gosh <laughs> yeah yeah so you know, and because i i was because i was thinking this morning like oh you know i had i bought a of those mango spears and I was like let me chop up some kiwi and let me chop up some mango and stuff like that and you know glad I hadn't gotten to that yet so until I checked but, but ours is supposed to be okay but I am going to look that up and post it so when we talk about gut health exactly what are we talking about yeah well this has been such a big topic for for quite a few years in the in the recent years um, of, you know, this gut microbiome and taking probiotics and all of these different things. And, and what, it, what it does, I mean, our gut, and, and when I say gut, I mean just, you know, basically our intestines. Um, they're full of bacteria, and that's a good thing. We need bacteria. So sometimes um, if you take, like, an antibiotic, let's say you're sick or have an infection of some sort, and you take an antibiotic, and then all of a sudden you've got diarrhea, and you're like, what is going on here? Well, it's because that antibiotic is killing off all of the bacteria, including the good bacteria. So the good bacteria actually helps to regulate our stool. It helps to regulate our, our bowel movements. And um, so sometimes when we get rid of even the good stuff, so we often recommend, you know, taking a probiotic supplement um, or eating some yogurt, kefir, um, kimchi. There's lots of different uh, ways to get some probiotics in our food, but then you can also take a supplement of some probiotic um, along with that antibiotic. So that's just kind of a good one, especially for kids too. Um, you know, they're still working on their gut flora. And so, you know, if they're on an antibiotic and I know we've gone through our fair share of ear infections throughout the years and they get on, on that medicine and then all of a sudden they, their tummy doesn't feel right. So, you know, getting a little bit of culturel for kids or, you know, one of those little probiotics and, and giving them that or giving them a little bit extra yogurt um, or kefir, make a little smoothie or something. Um, I think that's a, that's a good idea. But it's really, you know, we hear so much about the probiotics, but what's really coming into play lately is the prebiotics. And it can be a little bit confusing. So probiotics, like I said, are, you know, the, the natural, um, you know, the bifida bacteria and, um, you know, some of those that we find in the yogurt and kefir, like I said, and, and some of the fermented food like um, sauerkraut and kimchi. 
But the prebiotic is what the probiotics actually feed on. It's what the bacteria actually feeds on. And prebiotic basically is just fiber. <laughs> it's food. So any of, you know, those whole grains, those beans, those fruits, those vegetables, the nuts, the seeds, um, all those things are going to be really good for our gut health. I know we've been saying that for a long time from a fiber perspective, but we're learning that it's not just about the grams of dietary fiber anymore, but it's actually about the diversity as well. So it's not just, okay, we'll just, you know, take, eat this protein bar that has, you know, 14 grams of fiber in it as well. Um, but it's really having a variety of different plant foods in order to get those prebiotics to have the probiotics feed on them. Is that all making sense? Yeah, although a little, I'm going to have to listen to the show again. <laughs> because, yeah, uh, I, I have been, the, the pre and the pro, I have gotten a little confused on, and I'm like, you know, I like, for example, I bought this tea, and it's supposed to be prebiotic tea, and I'm like, okay, I, I'm assuming it's, it's good for something. I'm not exactly sure, <laughs> you know, what the difference is, so, but I'm, I'm sure it's helpful, but yeah, the, the, it's, there, it, there is a lot of information to kind of decipher when it comes to trying to make sure that you are putting the right stuff in your body. And, and also, too, you've got to check pre-existing conditions to make sure that, you know, you, you, whatever it is that you're putting in, it may be helpful for one person, but not necessarily another person, depending on what, what type of pre-existing conditions you have. Yeah, and medications and all of that. So definitely, you know, that's where you want to check with your healthcare provider, with a registered dietitian, with your pharmacist, with your physician, you know, if there mm -hmm. is something that, that you're extra concerned about. Um, but I think, you know, in general, I think we can all just step back and go, you know what, if I just eat more plants. <laughs> so there's been yeah. a, a recent challenge, probably within the last year or so, um, I've been hearing about this challenge to eat 30 different plant foods in a week. And that might sound like a lot, like 30. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. Which if you're not eating very many plant foods, it might be. <laughs> yeah. But when yeah. you start adding up all of the different plant foods that you have, it's obviously your fruits and vegetables, but then you've got grains. You know, so think about mm -hmm. the wheat, the corn, the barley, the oats, you know, so if you're doing any of those things, uh, rice, um, you know, those are all grains. Uh, and then, you know, beans, if you're having some black beans or pinto beans or chickpeas or something like that, nuts and seeds are going to count. And the other thing that counts is herbs and spices. And we often forget about the herbs and spices and how they actually can contribute to this gut microbiome that we're talking about, but just really to overall health. They are very powerful when it comes to antioxidant activity. So there's, you know, there's a little challenge out there to say, okay, can you get 30 different plants in a seven-day period, in a week? And, you know, so start adding it up. So if you think about like, okay, what did I have for breakfast today that, you know, was some plants? So um, I had some cherries, I had a nectarine, I had um, some wheat in a bagel, I had, you know, so when you start, you know, thinking about everything, and then if you have a salad, I mean, boom, 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 you might have 10 <laughs> different plants mm -hmm. right there. 
Um, but, you know, starting to think about, oh, and there were sesame seeds in my bagel, so now I'm thinking about that. Um, so, you know, there's, there's different there, – so when you start to add this up, to me, you know, getting some kind of prebiotic tea, I mean, is that going to hurt you? No, but do you need to buy a prebiotic tea? No, just eat more fruits and vegetables, eat more grains, eat more beans, eat more plant foods. And that doesn't mean mm-hmm. you have to become a vegetarian, but just trying to think about, and it's not just eating the same ones. I think that's the big take-home message here is variety. So it's trying to get different varieties. So instead of having, you know, oh, I'm supposed to have three fruits a day, I'm going to have three bananas. No, have a banana, have an orange, have a, you know. So try to, you know, mix it up so that you're getting different um, of these these fruits and vegetables and grains and nuts and seeds and all of that throughout that week. Well, here's the thing, I think. One of the issues with, let's say, plants or plant-based foods or whatever is the perishability, okay? Yeah. Um, if I don't eat this right now, like, for example, um, we bought pizzas was it last weekend or whatever, and, you know, I went to look for the pizza. I couldn't find it and everything. And so um, I asked my husband, and he told, he told me, he said, well, it was there, you know, but, but I ate it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, well, why did you eat it? He's like, well, it was going bad. You know, so it's like, okay, you know, hurry up and eat it before it goes bad. But my, but the issue is, you know, the peach not not such a big deal because it is portable. But then if you look mm-hmm. at some other things that are not that require, like you were talking about beans, for example, which yeah, uh, unfortunately in some cases get a bad rap. Uh, oh God, that person had beans, you know, or you don't want to sit next to a person that's just recently eaten beans or whatever because <laughs> of whatever the residual effects or whatever the case may be. Um, but beans take preparation. So yeah. it's a matter of trying to, you know, fit in time, especially for people that don't cook, uh, fit, fit, fit in time to prepare the beans. And you do kind of, in my, in my opinion, you do want to kind of cook it yourself because you can buy all, you know, pre-prepared stuff but then you don't necessarily have control of the sugar and sodium content that goes into yeah. a lot of this stuff. So if you're preparing it yourself, you know, you have more control of the sugar and the sodium content, you know, in, in terms of what's going in your body and what's going into the body of your, your loved ones. You know, so I know one of the things that my mom taught me a long time ago when I was single um, and kind of just getting out of college and had my own apartment and everything, and I was doing a lot of running and stuff like that. And she was like, you know, Saturday or Sunday, you know, a day that you're not working or, or, you know, you're watching TV or whatever, you know, just cook stuff and put it away for the week, which was really very helpful. And we didn't necessarily have, at that time, I'm dating myself, I didn't necessarily have a microwave. There was no microwave. (laughs) So... So it was it was still a matter of you cooked it ahead of time and and um you, I, I used to before I got healthier or whatever buy the TV dinners or whatever but I would keep the TV dinner uh, containers the foil ones the Swanson ones everybody's familiar with that are my age and um you know would put stuff in those containers and put foil on them and put them away and then take them out if I you know was coming home late at night or, you know, had to go out and didn't have time to cook and stick them in the oven while I was doing other things, you know. So, mm-hmm. 
it was helpful. So, but I think that's part of the thing, and I think that's where some of the appliances we have have to kind of come into play. Like you can put some stuff in a crock pot, and you know, and have it going while you, you know, slow cooking while you're sleeping overnight, or you know, and a lot of them now have timers. Um, so you can do that. Uh, they have the Instapots now, which I haven't, you know, done anything. Uh, they have uh, different other things like air fryers or what. I have one. I haven't used it yet. I've got a. I'm, I'm scared of it because I understand it gets very hot. So I have to make sure I'm reading my instructions. <laughs> so, but I'm just saying you're gonna that. love that thing once you break the seal. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm dying to, to use it, but you know, it's like, it's like, okay, you know, proper ventilation and you know, making sure that you know, I'm trying to check all of the boxes and stuff like that before I use it. But yeah, you know, and it's an, another thing is it's a time thing, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to pull back on some scheduling stuff right now so I can really make sure that you know I'm having more time to cook because it is important to me that I'm kind of managing my sodium and my sugar and, and that for my husband as well. And we get to incorporate those 30 or so uh, fruits right. and vegetables that you talk about. Now, with that being said, you know the argument is coming, especially from your teenagers and, and from people who are lazy, that the pizza has all of the vegetables that you need mm-hmm. on the top of it. Hey, I count tomato sauce. I count pizza sauce. Absolutely, (laughs) it has vegetable on it. Um, But, you know, I mean, I think you're bringing up some really good points, and that's where I think the freezer can be a good resource for for two things. One is buying frozen vegetables um, and keeping them in the freezer so that you don't have to deal with the whole fresh thing. Um, and you okay. can pull them out at any time, and they are really nutritious. You know, frozen vegetables hardly ever have any added, you know, added anything if you just buy, like, the regular bags. Obviously, if you do the Green Giant boxes with the cheese sauce and the, you know, anything else on it, then, sure, they're mm-hmm. going to have some sodium and, and you know, fat added. Um, but the other thing that you can do is put things that are starting to go bad into the freezer. So like your peach or, you know, I do that with mango. I do that with strawberries, blackberries, like anything that's, you know, that's in season and really cheap and I want to use it for smoothies later. So I'm going to, you know, rinse it off and maybe chop it into smaller pieces, put it in a Ziploc, and then I have that for smoothies later. Um, you can do it with vegetables as well, you know. Um, you can you can either, you know, have them raw or have them, you know, do – I mean, what they do is the, the frozen vegetables are basically blanched, so they're like flash, flash boiled, mm-hmm. and then that locks in a lot of the, you know, the flavor, and, um, and then you just stick it in the freezer. So you can do that with some broccoli that – you know, may not um, last the week and, you know, you don't want to throw it away. Um, the beans, I, I get it. You know, cooking from, from scratch is great, but canned are very convenient. And, yes, they might have some added salt. Definitely will have some added salt. Some of them are lower sodium. You can read labels, but definitely just draining and rinsing. You know, draining and rinsing will remove at least a third of the salt. So those are easy ways to, you know, try to still do the convenience thing, but make it just a touch healthier and make things last a little bit longer so that we're not throwing them away. (laughs) Good, good. I do have a question about one item that you mentioned, which is one of my favorites, but I do have a question about it. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to take a quick break. 
uh, if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. We're here with Tara Collingwood, the Diet Diva. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Hi, I'm Tim Garris. Uh, You may know me as Timmy G. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the Arkansas. And I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, on K-Ham Radio. Are you chilling? Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are here with Diet Diva Tara Collingwood. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. Smoothies. I love smoothies. I really, really do. I could have one daily. I can have probably more than one daily. But my uh, question is that, uh, my understanding is, is that, you take away a little bit of the value of the fruit and vegetables that you put in because you don't chew your food. Is that correct? No. No. No, the the only time that you would take away is if you made it into juice, and that's because you're losing some of that fiber. So when you're juicing a fruit or vegetable, you have – sort of that fiber that comes out the other end. <laughs> uh, if you've ever juiced, okay. you know what I'm talking about. Um, I, I know exactly what you're talking so, about. Yeah, so that, but with a smoothie, everything stays in the blender. And so even though it's kind of pre-cut up or blended really well, it still is going to have the fiber um, that, you know, that is going to be, be helpful. So yeah, no, that's, um, and and I mean, if there is, it's not a significant amount that it's going to, you know, affect your digestion. I think either way, if you love the smoothies and you want your, you know, nice fruits and or veggies in that smoothie, I think that's a great way to get them. (laughs) 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 You you know, you're not, you're not, because you're not chewing your food, you're not getting enough of the value out of it. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I thought, you know, I know chewing is supposed to be a good thing, but I personally thought that any way that you could get it is a good thing. You know, it but, is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. That's going to be good. All right. So I have to ask you about something in, that I have a concern about, and that is preservatives. And I was wondering, you know, about do they impact? your gut in any type of adverse way? Yeah, so that's the big kind of question mark at the moment where a lot of the research is going is with things like artificial sweeteners, artificial colors, preservatives, you know, how is that affecting our gut microbiome? 
And, um, and yeah, so far it's saying, eh, not the best, <laughs> not the best for a gut, gut microbiome. That doesn't mean, I mean, again, in today's world, you know, maybe 50 years ago when we weren't eating things as uh, highly processed and, you know, we were gardening more and all of that, um, it wasn't much of an issue. But today it's hard to, you know, live life today without getting a lot of convenience foods and, you know, getting some preservatives. And if you have the time to be able to, you know, cook from scratch all the time and not use these, you know, more high preservative foods, great. But, um, you know, a lot of us just do. I mean, even me, who this is my profession, I'm going to use a lot of those kinds of things because I'm a working mom of, you know, boys and it's just, there's a lot to, <laughs> to, go, to go into, you know, making food. Um, and so, you know, I think if we can balance that, so obviously try to minimize, um, try to minimize, you know, try to cook from scratch and get things, you know, more from the source as much as possible, but also balance that with making sure that you are getting the good stuff too. So, you know, if you are going to have some processed, you know, grains, uh, then try to have some from the, you know, more natural from the source, you know, fruit or vegetable with it. Um, So, you know, like today I had a bagel and that was, you know, processed, Uh, grain, but I also had some fruit with it and I had some yogurt and, you know, so there's other things that you can do to try to balance that so that it's not just all, you know, honey buns and, (laughs) and, uh, you know, stuff that's going to be super highly processed. So just, you know, try to, try to get some things in that, that, you know, maybe offset the the processed food. Okay. All right. (laughs) Cause yeah, I, I, I always say, I, I'm not really sure about the preservatives, me personally, because I always say, well, if they're holding that stuff in place that long on the shelves or whatever, um, and we're trying to digest it and process it through our system, is it possibly complicating our system because it's, you know, trying to preserve that food? I don't know. I, I you know, I, I, I guess I'm looking for. Uh, different different things that I can say. Okay, I'm going to rule this out because of X, Y, Z. And then well, also, in our, in our human body, digestion is what attacks it. I mean, that's it's the different acids, it's the digestive enzymes, it's the you know that are going to break down so that it does actually um, you know start to digest, so that it's not just you know preserving inside your body. Uh, you know, our stomach acids and enzymes are pretty strong. And so those are, I mean, it starts with saliva. You know, you start breaking down food the minute it hits your mouth. There's different enzymes in saliva that start breaking down food the minute it hits our mouth, let alone once it gets into all the gastric um, acids. So, yeah, you're, you're going to break it down. Good. I, I feel better now. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, you, you wonder, it's like, you know, this, this, we, we have so many made-up things, you know, that, that aren't, natural per se just for the sake mm-hmm. of trying to make our lives more convenient and stuff like that but I, I just wonder at some point sometimes what we may be doing in the process to kind of damage you know ourselves internally and I because we don't really think a lot of, about that you know right so, yeah so now we we talked about you know yes it's better to go ahead and if you can prepare the food at home and you, you can manage, you know, the, the content of sodium, sugar, fat, you know, all of that type of stuff, that's great. 
however, you know, a lot of times, you know, we have these crazy schedules um, and we have to, um, you know, eat out. Or sometimes it's just good to sit down and let somebody else cook and serve, you know, so that you could just, you know, just mindlessly enjoy the food for a minute, you know. Um, so I guess my question is, um, how do you know what and, – and some of the menus have gotten better in terms of telling you, okay, it's this amount of calories, and some even go a little further or whatever. But how do you really kind of know what to watch for? I mean, we know that certain foods inherently have certain things, but a lot of times it's not even the food itself. Like you talked about salad. Salad is great, but – you know, how you prepare it or what you put on it or what you incorporate with it can make a world of difference. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, you can have very healthy food and then put lots of (laughs) other things on top of it, but it's still not going to take away. So, you know, my example earlier with the, the broccoli and cheese sauce, you know, just because you're putting cheese sauce on the broccoli doesn't take away the nutritional value of the broccoli. You're still getting broccoli, um, but you're adding calories and fat and sodium, you know, with the cheese sauce. So, um, so you know, that's not necessarily, um, uh, you know, it, again, it's not taking away from, you know, the broccoli. But, you know, is it going to add fat, calories, sodium? You know, so depending on your weight management goals, depending on, you know, like we talked about health history and all that, you know, can I afford <laughs> to have, you know, that fat, sodium and, and whatnot? Um, you know, mm-hmm. you can have some in a day. And so what else are you eating? You know, is it is that the only thing that's going to have, you know, a lot of creaminess and, and salt in that particular meal? Because everything else is, you know, pretty um, unprocessed and cooked fresh and uh, and whatever. So, you know, I think it, it is it is that balance. I mean, I like food to taste good and fat and sugar and salt taste good. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I don't think we can expect to never <laughs> have those things. Um, but it's, it's all in a balance of, of what you're doing. So if I know that, you know, that particular side dish is going to be really creamy, then maybe I'll have something else in that meal. That's not going to be, you know, super creamy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I'm, I have to say I'm a sucker for the creamy stuff, you know, but <laughs> to try to try to pull myself back from the brink at other times. It's like, okay, you, you had that, um, really naughty, um, Tillamook ice cream sandwich, you know, so now maybe you should do something a little differently for the rest of the day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, you have questions or comments, number is 516 here with Tara Collingwood, the Diet Diva, and uh, we're, you know, checking our guts. So this is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs, owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720, Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Hi, I'm Tim Garrison, and I think I found a way to help you understand what is Chill Out Jazz. Some of y'all may think of you, because of the style we choose, we make jazz 
Afternoon, welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good. Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us. And tomorrow we have Dr. Taiwan Tillman back on. Um, we, that's one of the reasons we had to also kind of move some schedules around. So um, he was supposed to be on with us Wednesday. Both of us kind of got caught up, so he's going to be on for Friday. And so, um, and then also Monday. Uh, we have Candace Thomas back on with us, so uh, make sure you join us. But we're back with Tara Collingwood, the Diet Diva. If you have questions, the number is 516-387-1944. So as I sucked down in the break some creamy broccoli cheddar soup from Panera, um, <laughs> just not. Oh, that's so every, now and, <laughs> every now and then it's like I need something, I guess what we term as comfort food, but then, you know, I think we have to kind of maybe change our terminology about food or maybe it's, we, we, you know, call it comfort food because of, I, I, you know, I guess some people say nostalgia, but my mom never made broccoli cheddar soup, you know, when I was growing up. But there is something about having that warm, creamy stuff that kind of hits your gut. You know, so mm-hmm. what is it about certain foods that, you know, I guess kind of uh, make us feel good? I'll just put it that way. Uh, yeah, I more mean, so it, than it could others. be a variety of things. Yeah, it, it okay. could be, like you said, it could be something from childhood where it just elicits that memory, that feeling that, um, you know, that you had when you ate that particular food in childhood. But, you know, like to your point, maybe it wasn't that particular soup or combination of flavors at all, but it's the heat of that warm soup going down your throat. It's the saltiness. It's the creaminess. It's, you know, carbohydrates uh, release serotonin in our brain. You know, there's, there's particular chemicals that literally get released in our brains as we experience pleasure. And food is pleasure. And certain foods create more chemical response than others. I mean, I've, I've, uh, this was a, a long time ago, so I'm probably going to mess up all of the, um, I'd have to look it up again. But I remember uh, one time hearing about an MRI study that they had looked at like the, the centers of your brain that are lit up on an MRI when someone is on, let's say, cocaine. And you, and then they would feed people, um, they just knew, you know, what these centers of the brain were. They weren't putting people on cocaine and then having them eat chocolate. (laughs) But when they would have people, you know, eat chocolate or eat, you know, different, different foods, they would look at what happens in the brain when you eat different particular foods and those same centers of the brain, it's the pleasure centers of the brain that are, um, you know, that are lit up that are um, excited when we experience pleasure. And so I think it's, you know, it can be either from the taste of it, it can be from the memory of it, it can be from a new memory of where you are when you're having that particular food. And now it's created, um, you know, a, a comfort for you in that particular time. But yeah, the, you know, a lot of food is so related to, um, to emotion. And good or bad, <laughs> uh, it can it can really elicit a lot of different emotions when we are eating particular foods. 
Okay, so I my question, I, I just thought about something recently um, about two people eat the same food exactly, okay? Mm-hmm. One doesn't have an issue. The other one, it upsets their stomach. It, you know, messes with the intestines or whatever or causes some sort of adverse effect. So why... Yeah. How does why does that happen? Can you do you well? I've, can you talk about that? Yeah, everybody has different physiology and is going to have different reactions to you know particular foods. And so some people can digest, you know, you mentioned beans earlier, um, can digest beans just fine. And then some people, it's like, whoa, yeah, they've got major gastrointestinal distress, whether that's gas or you know, diarrhea or something from eating that exact same food. And so everybody, you know, and just like we were talking about the digestive enzymes and the acids that are released and this whole microbiome, that gut microbiome. So, you know, if you have spent your entire life eating nothing but, you know, processed foods and don't have a very good gut microbiome, then that's going to contribute to how you're digesting different foods. Um, and it's going to affect, you know, your immune system and all of that kind of stuff. So so it's a, it's a combination of genetics. It's a combination of, you know, years and years and years of food intake, um, alcohol use, you know, drug, you know, not drug, illicit drugs, but even medications, as you mentioned, all of those things are going to affect everything that is swallowed down your throat and goes into your stomach and then in your intestines, there's going to be an effect. And that can be a long-term effect. It can be a short-term effect. But it's, um, you know, it's going to, uh, you know, all play into how we react to eating different foods. So, yeah, absolutely. You could have 20 different people and feed them the same thing and everyone's going to have a different reaction. Okay. So I have another question to ask you. You talked about, um, you know, your your personal makeup. There has been this uh, talk about, blood type diets and I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you is there something to that no there the blood type diet has sort of been um, debunked that they're really blood type doesn't seem to be related to a heck of a lot at all when it comes to health risk when it comes to diet um, you know at least that's the research to date now, if you're convinced because you're an A positive that you should eat a vegetarian diet or I don't know, I'm making this up. I don't I don't I, you know, don't believe in the the blood type diet and so I don't know what diets are meat heavy and vegetarian heavy and all that kind of stuff, but you know, if you feel better doing that, it could be a coincidence, it could be, you know, you just convincing yourself of that, the placebo effect, or maybe there is some truth to it. I don't know, you know, but so far, the research has not found any connection between blood type and a particular diet that we should be following or a way that we digest or anything like that, that our blood type has nothing to do with that. Okay, good to know. I wanted to put that out there. Because, yeah, I, I kind of was, <laughs> was thinking about buying into that, but okay. So the big diet thing right now in, uh, is that is getting a lot of attention is the Mediterranean diet. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about that and how it relates to gut health? Yeah, so Mediterranean diet was voted as the healthiest diet, Um 
in, you know, in, when you look at all these, you know, quote unquote diets out there. So Mediterranean is basically, you know, the base of your diet is going to be fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, beans, seeds, and, and fish. And then a little bit of dairy and, and other, you know, meats. Um, but the majority of what you're eating is going to be plant-based with a little bit of animal protein in there. Um, and, and of course, the, the healthy oils is a part of the, the Mediterranean diet as well. So whether that's the olive oil, um, the, the omega-3s from the fish and the nuts and seeds, um, those are going to be kind of the basis of that Mediterranean diet. So I think, yeah, I think it's, it is a very healthy way for all of us to eat. It's been what we've been, you know, preaching for many, many years. Um, if you want to, you know, put a label on it as Mediterranean diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, the majority of our diet should be plants and a little bit of animal protein in there as an accessory and definitely the right kinds of fats from the nuts and seeds and um, omega-3 rich fish is also uh, good. Good. And that should be relatively easy if you're a Floridian and used to, you know, eating seafood and stuff like that. Uh, well, eating fish, let's put it that way. Shellfish, not necessarily so much, but uh, definitely, you know, especially if you're one of those people that go out and catch your own, that's a good thing to to have, you know, as part of yeah, your, your sure. diet. Yeah, So. So basically, um, okay, so we've talked about the beans and grains like that. Now, we know certain people have to watch out for certain things, like uh, if you have uh, a problem with, like, celiac disease or something like that, you have to watch some of the grains and whatnot, correct? Yeah, so celiac is definitely that reaction to mostly wheat, um, wheat, barley, and rye, and um, so that is, going to cause a reaction. It could be a dietary or a a gut reaction, um, or it could be other things that that manifest as a result of that. It doesn't necessarily have to be even be a gastrointestinal effect. It could be eczema. It could be, um, I mean, it could be something that you're not even aware of that you don't feel and, Mm -hmm. you know, has been linked to infertility. It's been linked to, you know, different headaches, different, different things. Um, and so, you know, yeah, that's, that's something that you definitely want to be tested for. Really, you know, less than 2% of the population actually has celiac disease, but yet gluten-free has become quite popular. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not a fan of cutting out gluten unless you know that you have a reason to cut out gluten. Gluten is not evil. It's not bad. It's not going to make you fat. It's not, you know, at all, any of those things, unless you have a problem that it's poison. <laughs> It's poisonous to your body if you can't digest it, you know, if you have an intolerance and, and can't digest it. And so then, and the only, the only cure or treatment for um, celiac disease is a gluten-free diet. There's no medication. There's no, you know, anything. It's, it's just that you absolutely have to avoid gluten, even the smallest little morsel of gluten. So, you know, when people are like, oh, I try to avoid gluten. Oh, but I cheat and have some pizza here and there. People who are truly gluten-free roll their eyes and go, yeah, you're not really gluten-free. You're not really celiac. Like, you would know <laughs> if... You know, and you wouldn't cheat because it absolutely is miserable, even if you get one little ounce 
of um, of gluten and it kind of contaminates your entire gut and causes a huge, you know, reaction. And so, um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend that if you aren't sure, if you think that you might have a problem, you know, definitely get tested, go to a gastroenterologist, go to a digestive disease specialist, and they can do all of the proper testing to know whether you are, um, you know, whether you need to go on a gluten-free diet or not. Dr. Collingwood, doctor, (laughs) Collingwood, thank you so much for taking the time out today. Really appreciate it and, and you know, giving us that gut check. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. And, by the way, it is the zest-free organic green kiwi fruit sold in um, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, North Carolina, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and Wisconsin. And I am posting this on the G Power Hour Facebook page, Zestfree Organic Green Kiwi, uh, shipped after August 7th. Thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>